Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? And welcome to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. It's me, Bully Ray, not Dave LaGreca. You're never going to believe what happened with him today. Another rant, but this time he stormed off the show for good. We're at least for the end of the day, and you got to tune in to listen to that. Highlight of the show today, Beth Phoenix, WWE Hall of Famer, joining us for like a half an hour with a great sit-down, a great chat, um, talking about her icons documentary on the network, talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly of her career. Really enjoyed it, and I think you will too. So turn it up to 11. This is the Busted Open Podcast. Good morning. I've got my Dudley's camouflage on. I'm all ready. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, we're, we're really uh, happy that you got to join us this morning. We're excited to have you. Um, I know people can't see the three of us right now, but I can assure you we're all smiling pretty genuinely right now because we're as excited to have you here. And I know you're excited to be here, too, so this should work out just fine. So thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me in this crazy, crazy time of year for all of us. <laughs> yes, uh, we're appro- we're approaching WrestleMania 37. We're on that road. But like we say here on Busted Open, we're kind of on the road to NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver. And we'll get into that in a second. But first, I do want to talk about the documentary uh, on Peacock right now. And, you know, for you, because now being – on Peacock and the WWE Network each and every Wednesday. What was it like being involved in this documentary? I mean, it was, I was, I was really taken aback when I got the phone call, uh, number one, because of the title of the series, Icons. So that put like so much gravity and weight on being chosen for this series. And I was like, again, you know, went through that moment of self-doubt, like, uh, am I in that category? Like, am I, should I be standing beside Yokozuna and British Bulldog? Like I didn't, it was, it was a little bit of like, uh, having to kind of accept that. All right. You know, this is a huge step for me. And it's, it was like going in the hall of fame. It took a little time to wrap my head around it. And then also, you know, I'd been a part of Adam's documentary, um, and, you know, sharing about him, but this was kind of the first time that the curtain had really been pulled back on myself and really sharing parts of my family and my story and my life and my childhood. So it was a big process and WWE staff and crew just, they were so kind to me and did such a great job that, I mean, it was just an experience that I loved. Were there any stories told or did you get real deep into your personal life at all uh, into areas that you didn't think you would ever go before, or at least for the public to see? And how did that make you feel? Yeah. I mean, um, when I said I would do it, I thought to myself, well, this is something where I'd like to share the good, bad and ugly. Like I kind of always presented myself like confident in being a, you know, big woman and, you know, being strong and having these muscles, but that wasn't always the case. Like it was a huge journey for me, uh, of self-acceptance to find out where I fit in this, in the scheme of things and the scope. And, you know, I kind of talk about the documentary, always trying to squash the square peg into the round hole, be the next Trish, be the next Trish. 
And then I think gears didn't really start moving for me and my success didn't start rolling until I started to figure out how to be myself. And that took many years, you know, that's a, that's a journey from childhood. So I'm, I was really happy to share that. And I feel like that kind of resonated with a lot of um, folks, you know, the, the, the message of tr- trying to be yourself and accepting yourself for who you are. You, you just mentioned the good, the bad, and the ugly. What, what was some of the ugly that you had to get into? Well, I mean, what's the ugly of Beth Phoenix? I mean, I would say, you know, again, like number one, injuries and setbacks and doubting myself and, um, you know, dealing with eating disorders and, uh, you know, just un- unhealthily trying to uh, change my body image. Also struggling with the sexuality aspect of wrestling for a long time because, you know, when I was an indie wrestler, I didn't wear makeup. I didn't do my hair. I was just, you know, playing this character that I wanted to be. And I thought that was enough. And at the time that uh, I was trying to get into the business and get into WWE, there was an image to the women that was, you know, heavily sexualized. And I had to kind of put that cape on and play that character. And there was a lot of discomfort there for me for a long time. So I would say it was just kind of like not being authentic with myself. And, and, um, and that, that was some of the ugly but now looking back, like you being such a mentor to a lot of the women that are wrestling now, how does that feel to know that you were such a big influence on them early on? I mean, it's, it's, it's huge for me because I look to myself when I was a young lady and, you know, the stars that I saw on television and how much I was desperately looking for somebody that I saw myself in a little bit, you know, and I, I talk about that at length, women that have influenced me and, and to know, or to feel that like I stood on the shoulders of those women clearly to, to enjoy the success that I had, but to be a part of maybe being somebody that other women and, and young men can look to as an insp- inspiration or an influence. That's huge. I mean, that's, that's why I got into, into this in the first place to make people feel something, to have emotion. And that's why we all got into this. <laughs> How has the transition been for you? You've been behind the desk now. You've been announcing. And me and Dave both say on the air, and and we say in break often, like, damn, Beth is so damn good. Like, she makes it so interesting for us. We enjoy listening to her so much. But when you're a wrestler, you really never, or at least I never really thought about being an announcer or being on the radio and, and, you know, just, and doing these things. How was the transition for you? What was the biggest adjustment for you and who helped you the most? So you guys are always so kind to me. I mean, from jump, um, I would say, so first of all, like, every announcer that I've sat at the desk with has been a huge help to me because just like in the ring, I feel like I always learned something from everybody. Like, you know, and I relate a lot of what we do on commentary to wrestling. I see like a lot of parallels, a lot of similar similarities, but when I was a wrestler, you know, I was the, I was kind of like, do the talking with your fists type of wrestler. I didn't do a lot of promos. I didn't do a lot of speaking. The times that I had to sit on commentary were I was a sweaty, nervous mess. Like it was, I could never have imagined myself doing this or sitting for two hours or three hours of a show and just talking. Like I, I, I didn't have that confidence in myself at all. It was not a promo person. Um, so it was a really slow transition and, you know, it was Michael Cole that was super encouraging from the start and saying like, I think that this, you have a future in this and blah, blah, blah. And they had me do the mix match challenge, which is like atrocious. Like if I went back and listened to that, like, I think 
I don't, I never have because it's just such cringe content for myself, myself personally. But you know, I'm, I'm, I maybe got like three words in and I was like blurting things out at the wrong time and just no timing, no appreciation for anything much. Like I felt like how I started in the ring, but you know, I, I draw this like kind of comparison to Trish, like Trish, when she learned to wrestle and obviously she was fast tracked beyond belief, you know, and she did such a great job, but she learned to wrestle on TV. Like when raw viewership was like, you know, five plus million, she, she was learning and, and making all her mistakes on TV. And I felt like kind of when I started the commentary, uh, it was the same thing. Like I was learning on TV. So the feedback in the beginning was pretty negative and pretty hurtful at times. And, you know, I had to really just kind of understand that like, this is part of the process. Also everybody getting used to a female voice in that role, which was relatively new at the time we've had, you know, we had Renee and we had a couple other women give it a shot. Lita did it for a while. Um, but it was, it's relatively new. So whenever you have something new, it's going to be, it's going to take a little time to get everybody used to it. But I mean, I got to say, you know, Nigel Morrow, um, you know, my current commentary team, Tom Phillips, everybody has done such, such hard work, done the labor of helping me grow and teaching me the finesse of it all that now I have fun when I'm out there. I told Vic Joseph, um, I wrote him a little note during the show that said, I'm, I'm not afraid anymore. When I sit at the desk, I'm not afraid. And I, that's huge for me. It's taken three years to get here, but now I have a lot of fun. And I think that's why the product is, you know, at least on my end gotten better. <laughs> you know, Beth, you talked about the, the gravity and weight of that icon documentary that's available on Peacock. Speaking of gravity and weight, Tommy Dreamer is one of the hosts here on Busted Open. And we were talking a few Wednesdays ago about, you know, your commentary. And I compared you to crazy, but it's true, to Gordon Soley. Just the way that you're able to describe what was going on in the ring and and the skill set, the moves. It's something that's kind of been lost the last decade or so in commentary and pro wrestling, you know, what's it like to have a bully, a Tommy dreamer, people of that ilk, you know, not only praise you of what you were able to do in the ring, but now what you're able to do in front of that microphone. I mean, so I, I'm still a wrestling fan at heart. And so, you know, when you mention names like that, elevating me, you know, it's still, it still blows my mind a lot because, um, you know, I, I also have such respect. Like for me, when I was wrestling, you know, I wanted the fans approval. I wanted to put out a good product, obviously, but it was huge for me to have the respect of my peers. And, and especially when I, you know, got to WWE, like I was, I was going out there and busting my ass a lot, you know, to get, to come back and have people go, you're one of us, you know, you're, you, you, you're a part of the team. And I want, I desperately, desperately wanted that. So like when I hear a compliment like that, you know, I don't know if I would ever categorize myself with Gordon Soley. And a lot of, you know, a lot of the the commentary when I'm if I'm talking about angles, it comes from my amateur wrestling background. You know, being able to understand kind of like the manipulation of the joints and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And also, Nigel McGinnis taught me a lot of that. You know, Nigel is just beautiful at the way he describes the way the human body can, you know, be injured in a variety of ways. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, it's huge. And Tommy, I mean, I love Tommy. He fought so hard for me. I I said this a million times. He's always fought for the little guys and he just, he fights for people that have passion and, and I have such a gratitude and appreciation for that. Beth, uh, the commentary team that you're a part of now, would you say that you have the best chemistry 
with them? Yes. Yes. You know, I, and, and what I've makes had, that chemistry different than the ones in the past? Um, I think that the three of us at the desk, like I, I was on the road with, with Way Barrett. So, you know, we have a rapport. I know him as a friend. Um, and Vic Joseph and I, you know, we have a long history and a long friendship too. So, um, not that I'm not friends with Morrow and Nigel, um, you know, we have a rapport and everything, but I have a much closer rapport. I feel like with these two gentlemen and, uh, also Vic Joseph, um, is fantastic in his role. I have Tom Phillips. He's ground control. You know what I mean? In our headset, he's producing us. So Tom is wonderful. And we have so much fun. Like we're not, we're, we're, it feels like it should, which is three people sitting on the couch watching wrestling and picking on each other. And I love the joking and all day long, we're all ragging on each other and, and talking about things that we love about the show. And we're being armchair bookers talking about things we would change. And it's like, it's just, that's the way it should feel with friends. And I don't, I don't feel stressed. I don't feel, um, I don't feel like I don't belong anymore. I feel like I finally kind of got my feet on the ground in understanding the job and being able to do it in the high stress situations, which never happens in WWE. There's no stress. <laughs> it always rolls smoothly. And I think it's actually cool here in 2021 that we're speaking to you, Beth, and the great job that you're doing on commentary each and every Wednesday. And of course, leading into NXT takeover, which both bully and I and our fans are super excited for. And then that your husband edge is in a main event match at WrestleMania too. I mean, it's gotta be a very exciting for the both of you. It's exciting. It's, it's really overwhelming. Like, um, you know, <laughs> when I took the job as a full-time commentator at NXT, like we, I remember we had this conversation, Adam and I, and, and I'm like, you know, this is huge for our family. And, you know, I'm going to be traveling every week. I've been the stay at home mom all this time while he's been acting. And, you know, he's been the one that's been gone. And he's like, well, I'm just going to sh- downshift into stay at home dad if I get some acting. Great. But if not, you know, you're the you're the working mom. Go get it. And then like right after that, Adam returns to the ring. So we didn't plan to be both working full time for WWE, let alone, you know, this whole WrestleMania saga that's unfolded, which is unbelievable. So, you know, it, it's taken all of our energy and a hell of a lot of planning. And we have a village of folks that are helping us. You know, my family, uh, we have a wonderful nanny, Linda Schuler, who's helped us through this pandemic. Like I can't even I can't even tell you what you know, what it means to have good childcare. And, um, we're, we just juggle a lot. And so, um, I, I, I'm so excited for what's to come in the next two weeks. Takeover is going to be amazing. Um, you know, the fact that we get two nights, the biggest takeover of all time and just, you know, the stories going into it, we've, I feel like NXT really excels. I, I just kind of overheard your guys' conversation a little bit before I hopped on, but you know, the long-term storytelling is there. And I think that that's the kind of story that I, I can really sink my teeth into. I always talk about Brett and Owen Hart, but I mean, you think about that story, it was months and months and months of build before you got the first payoff match. And then the story continued and it, 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 I mean, it was a year of storytelling for those angles that really caught fire emotionally. And that's what I love about like what we're getting with O'Reilly and Adam Cole, because it's, it's just years and years of rapport and relationship and combustibles. And that's when you really get the best product. You've worked on the main roster, obviously, as a Hall of Fame talent. Now you're behind the desk with NXT. You see how um, creative works from beginning to end, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, NXT. 
In your opinion, why is NXT getting it so right? Why are they able to connect their dots so well? Why do their stories make more sense? And why do there seem to be more depth to their characters? I feel like NXT really works in our own bubble. Like, I feel like... Um... I feel like there's a lot of communication. I can't speak for Raw and SmackDown. I'm not there every week. I know that there was just, when I, when I was there, this was, you know, 10 years ago. So I'm not sure if things are similar or they, I'm sure everything's amped up even more because now we have social media. Now it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a streaming world. It's no longer just cable. Right. But there's a lot of elements to Raw and SmackDown that, uh, you know, that, that put the high layer, the pressure on. Whereas I feel like NXT, it's different pressure. It's pressure to perform. Like we always say, we're like the Broadway of wrestling. Like if Ron SmackDown our Marvel movies, we're Broadway. Our focus is putting the most incredible, spectacular wrestling matches in the ring. And the storytelling is always, you know, we always do such a great job. I also think there's a lot of welcome feedback from the talent in NXT. You know, I can only highlight what I know, you know, what I see and I hear. And I, I talk to the talent a lot and they are very hands-on with their stories and they're very hands-on with their ideas. They, they speak to life, a lot of, you know, their image and what they do in the ring. The producers are very welcoming to their ideas. So I think you're getting so much heart and soul from the NXT wrestlers. And I also think like, um, you know, they're just, they're out there. They've got a chip on their shoulder, something to prove they're in competition. Right. And that, that drives us really hard, um, to put out a great product. So, I mean, again, I think Ron Smackdown has a lot of, a lot of layers to the cake. And I think NXT, we really operate in this bubble and we've kind of got our system down to a, to a T. Uh, the name of the documentary. Oh, no, that's a great answer. <laughs> WWE icons documentary now available on Peacock featuring Beth Phoenix. Uh, quick question. And it's been really bothering me. So I hope you can give me an honest answer. Uh, do you like Pearl Jam or do you have to like Pearl Jam? I like Pearl Jam a lot. No. <laughs> so I, I do like Pearl Jam. Um, maybe not to the extent that my husband does. I've been to Pearl Jam concerts but we, I recently put on the table a question that I knew I've, I mean, I've waited 10 years to ask this question. And the question was, Adam, you can go to one more concert for the rest of your life. You have one ticket and you can't go to any other concerts. Is it Pearl Jam or Foo Fighters? And you would have thought I asked him to choose between our children. <laughs> it was a hard, hard question for him to answer, but there, you know, there's, there's different things that the two bands offer. I've been to Foo Fighter shows. I've been to Pearl Jam shows. I love Pearl Jam. Um, you know, I, it, to me, it reminds me of a time in my life that was really fun. You know, the, the night to me, it brings me back to the nineties, but also their recent stuff is really heartfelt. And I love Eddie Vedder's, um, singles career, but again, see how I'm like kind of going around, around the answer. I'm not really, (laughs) (laughs) so I don't have to sleep on the couch. Uh, just speaking of Adam and the wrestling business and him obviously being in a main event match and you doing the great job behind the desk, uh, quality of life in the wrestling business is always so important to a wrestler and having quality of life as a couple in the wrestling business, very difficult. Having a family, even more difficult. How is your quality of life with both of you still being full-blown involved in the business and raising a family? So... Kind of like I said, our dynamic, when I left and I had the children, Adam went, you know, I gave birth (laughs) and six weeks later, Adam got cast in Vikings. 
And we had this like, Oh shit moment, excuse my language. But we had this moment where like he, he had to get on a plane and go to Ireland and we didn't know for how long. And I had a six week old baby. I had just had a C-section and a two-year-old toddler. And it was one of those things. I didn't have a passport for the baby, so I couldn't go. He had to go. And I just said, listen, we'll figure it out. And we have the, like, I think because we got together later in life, we've both had life experiences. We've both, you know, made mistakes in relationships. We're to the point where like, we trust each other and I I've got your back. Like, I can't, I don't know how else to put it. Like I've got your back. So I knew that this was huge for him. He wanted to be on that show. And I knew it was like the biggest opportunity he'd had in his career up to that point. So I'm like, you gotta go, you gotta go and do this. And I will be here and we will figure it out. And so that's what we did for two and a half years with Vikings. I mean, he was gone at times three months in a row and it killed him. You know what I mean? Like it was so hard watching our children through a screen grow. And, you know, we, we did the best we could. So anyways, we, we, we got through that experience. So I look at this, like, you know, sometimes there are weeks right now where we literally, I have seen him for 10 minutes. I land from NXT. I take the first darn flight on Thursday. I get home at nine 30 in the morning. I say, I love you tag. He goes to SmackDown on Thursday and that's the way it is right now, but nothing lasts forever. And these opportunities don't last forever. I mean, this is like a miracle story. Again, I have to support him as a wife and say like, listen, there will be a time where you and I will be sitting together in rocking chairs, knitting. We will be watching these old matches. We'll be talking about the good old days and we will reminisce and have all the time in the world together. Right now, the priority is the kids. And, you know, it, it's not that we don't priorita- prioritize each other, but I, I want him to be happy. He wants me to be happy. And I know that he's happiest when he is creatively fulfilled. And this is something that he's wanted to do. His career was ripped away from him you know, not on his terms. He wants to finish it on his terms. And so I'm going to support him in that, whatever it takes. Now, that being said, the layer of this cake that's different than from when we were wrestling before is we have two very needy children that need their parents. So the way we do it is we kind of have a policy where we do everything in our power to have one parent home at a time. So if, if I'm at NXT, you know, that we had this discussion, like, you know, if, if you have to go to, we were waiting to find out if he was going to be on raw or SmackDown, what, what's the schedule going to be like, but like we schedule our weeks out. So there's always one parent home and, you know, we don't have a lot of family dinners right now with the four of us, but we just take them when we can, we make the best of it. So that's a long winded answer for how to do it in wrestling. There's no rule book. There's no set way to do it. But, but you know what, you're making it work and it's tremendous congratulations on the documentary and congratulations and enjoy WrestleMania week. I know it's going to be a busy one, but thank you so much for the time today. Thank you guys. Hello everyone. This is Bruce Murray. You may know me as host of the Sirius XM Blitz on Sirius XM NFL radio here now to introduce you to my new podcast going long. Every week I'll talk to big names, both in and out of the world of sports, hall of famers, actors, actresses, comedians, broadcasters, maybe even some chefs. We'll discuss their lives, their successes, their failures. And of course, the one thing that connects all of them, a passion for sports. So join me every Thursday on the Sirius XM app, Pandora, Stitcher, and Apple podcast for going long. May 1st, I will be at Mission Pro Wrestling, so make sure you buy your ticket because LaGreca will be there. All right, a couple of things here. Okay, I'm listening. Holding your feet to the fire. And Mark Henry. So Mark say I'd pay good money to see that, and if I'm not mistaken, this show is only about a half an hour from where Mark Henry lives. 
Mm-hmm. Are you guaranteeing that you're going to be at Mission Pro Wrestling? Yes. 1,000%. I will be there. Done deal. Done deal. I'm, I'm, I'm in bully. I'm getting the vaccinations. All right. I got my all. I'm, I'm am going on an airplane, flying to Texas, and I will be at Mission Pro Wrestling on May the 1st. Locked and Loaded is the name of the show. Locked and Loaded. I will be there and- May 1st. It sounds like an L.A. Guns uh, album. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, it actually does. Yeah. yeah. So, and you're going to take a chop from Thunder Rosa. Well, well, I mean, what I am going to do is this. All right. What are you doing? I want to know exactly. Because I'm, deter- I'm trying to decide whether or not I'm going to show up also. Oh, all right. Well, this is what's going to happen. And, Bully, maybe you forget, you know. But... I've been a big fan, big supporter of Thunder Rosa, yes or no? Yes. Okay. And she's been on this show many times to promote whatever, yes or no? Yes. Now, and you know me, Bully, I don't give things away from free very often. Yes or no? Yes. All right. I sent her a Dave LaGreca t-shirt. Now, on the air, I believe it might even have been with you. On the air, she said she was going to, first she said she was going to wear it uh, on AEW Dynamite. And then she kind of retorted and said, you know what? I'll be wearing it for the NWA pay-per-view back for the attack. She said that. Now, there's a lot of nation members, Bully, that bought back for the attack just to see Thunder Rosa wearing the Dave LaGreca t-shirt. Okay, I got many tweets from people that were disappointed because they bought the pay-per-view just to see Thunder Rosa wearing the Dave LaGreca guy t- Dave LaGreca girl t-shirt. She did not wear the shirt. She promised she'd wear the shirt, but she didn't wear the shirt. So she's going to get upset at me because I wear a Britt Baker t-shirt when she promised a shirt that she never wore. I mean... And then she calls me out on social media, calls into the show, and threatens me. So what I'm going to do, I made it first, that locked and loaded at Mission Pro Wrestling. I am going to confront Thunder Rosa about this situation face-to-face in front of the Busted Open Nation. You're going to get in the ring with her. Yes, I am. And you're going to tell and you're going to tell her exactly how you feel about this situation. I'm going to give her what you... for. I'm going to give her what for in the ring at Mission Pro Wrestling. You sound pretty heated about this whole thing. You were you were basically smitten with Thunder Rosa at what time? At what time? And now it sounds like you've kicked her to the curb. And no. now you're going to get in the ring and give her the no. what for? No, no, you're wrong. What no? I'm what no? St- no, I, I'm still a fan of Thunder Rosa. I love Thunder Rosa. But you know, women sometimes can get a little jealous and a little, a little catty. You know this from time to time, right? So she Whoa. got jealous. Why can't I respect both Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa? Why can't I respect both? Wow. No, no. She got upset because I wore a Britt Baker t-shirt. I'm sorry. I got to give her what for at Mission Pro Wrestling. I made it first. You know how they can get. Yep. Oh, you know my God. Can I can't. Bu- yep, women. I... Yep. Are you worried about getting in the ring with her? No, because I feel, um, I believe once I be able to state my case face to face, that you know she'll understand. She'll and she'll and she'll actually apologize to me 
for not wearing the Dave LaGreca t-shirt. What if she double legs you and tries to mount you? Well, I'm sure, you know, somebody will have my back. Who? I'm not saying. What if she just shoots on you in the middle of the ring? Listen, you're, 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 Thunder Rosa, clear-headed woman, she'll understand. You're, she'll, you're taking this, you're taking this extremely lightly. You're, you're, you're taking this entirely too light. I think you're in for it. Yeah, but Dave. what I think, what, what, Dave. yes, said, yes, said. Uh, first off, I'm worried here about my main host. Second, I hear all of this double talk coming out of you. Were you hit Excuse by a brick me? at some point over the weekend? No, because at one on one hand you're trying to kowtow to Thunder Rosa, and on the second hand you're issuing these veiled threats here. I'm not veiling any threats, Ed. Maybe open up your fucking ears. Maybe get the clean the wax out of your ears. I didn't threaten Thunder Rosa. I said I was going to go into the ring to confront Thunder Rosa about some of the disagreements of the past. See, you're jumping to conclusions. You're part of the problem, not the solution, Ed. You're supposed to have my back. You're my producer. You're supposed to have my back. Telling the world how much you love Thunder Rosa, then it's all these women, these women. What? Dude. I'm concerned about you here. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Ed, am I wrong? What I care about is my main host not getting his neck snapped by Thunder Rosa in the middle of the ring. I don't think you care about me, Ed. Because if you cared about me, you have my back. Meal you don't ticket. care about me. You talk out of your ass, Ed, because you say you have my back, and then what? You, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. No. Yeah, you're worried about you. Know you. You're worried you about. You're not worried about me. You're worried about you. You fucking interrupt every time I try to say something. Bully and I are having a conversation. Last I checked, we, Bully and I, were hired as the host of this show. We get paid. You get paid to do whatever it is that you do. Bully and I get paid to talk, but yet every time Bully and I are having a conversation, Ed Robinson jumps in. You yes, done? Ed, what is are it? Are you done? Ed jumps into the conversation. Are you, done? you jump in. And no, I'm not really- done because this is my show and I get oh. paid to talk. Am I done? You're am I done? You're asking me if I'm done? I'm the I one that wanted- this I'm the one that what Ed? Yes, Ed, what? Just what wanted Ed? to say. If I wanted to talk out of my ass, I'd insult Pearl Jam like you do. Oh, uh, yeah. Thanks for having my back with the whole Ed situation. The guy gives me a finger, says, fuck well, you, you, Dave, you and you insulted, laughed. And you, you insulted laughed. One of the most, and you laughed. One of the best rock bands of the past 30 years. Easy. E- First of all, easy, Ed, with that with that thing. But do you, do you hear it continuously interrupting me, continuously jumping in on conversations that we didn't want to have. But you had MJF's back on the show. We had MJF on. Great thanks, radio. Gabby. Th- thanks, yeah. Gabby, oh, wait, for wait, reminding on, me that. Hang on. Wait, thanks, wait, Gabby. Oh, you know what? You know, hello. My, you I know what? Fuck you. I think you're going my, my ears guy. are dirty because I'm not hearing the thank you. And, and the thank you that I deserve I for booking MJF on the show. In the middle of the height of his popularity. You know what? Go fuck yourself. Wait, what just happened? Uh, he left. Did Dave walk out on the show? Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, he he never he just shoot left. Oh jeez. Oh 
My oh. God. Oh, I'm getting a phone call in a minute, aren't I? Hold. All right. Listen, hey, let's... Hey, uh, hey Bully let, Gabby, no, let, uh, we, we still got a half hour a here. Break. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break. Um, we'll be back right here on Busted Open. Oh, my God. Okay. Let me find something to play. Here we go. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. Kerry in St. Louis. Kerry, did you just hear what happened with Dave? Yes, yes I did. And thanks a lot for uh, taking my call. I'm, I'm going to... I'm I'm on the road right now. I'm going to stop the car because this is this is really very serious business here. Uh, 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 Bully Ray and and, and Ed, uh, I, like I have to agree with you guys. I've never heard him uh, that upset, and and you guys know him a lot better than I do. I'm uh, gentlemen. I'm worried about him. I am really worried about him. I the last couple of weeks uh, for Dave has been kind of tough. Uh, I, I'm 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 really worried about the the the, the gentleman. Uh, I, you know, with MJF last week, uh, you know, he took a couple hits, but I have to agree with you, Ed. It was fantastic radio. I mean, it was beautiful. And I just and and today I just caught the rear end of the of the uh, the confrontation and uh, and all the cursing and different things. I'm I'm really concerned about Dave. I mean, I'm a I'm a minister, and uh, you know if. If he needs some help, man, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I will uh, do anything to help him out because, man, he's been, uh, he's been a great host. I don't want to lose Kerry. him. He's a great guy. Kerry, you're a minister. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Would you say a quick prayer for Dave Lagreca on the air right now? I most certainly will. I most certainly will. Uh, Go ahead, Kerry. Good morning, uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Lord Jesus. Uh, uh, Dave is—he's had a tough uh, couple weeks. Uh, you know, he's the uh, the man that that innovated the the busted open show, Lord, and uh, and Lord, uh, he takes pride in the show. And I know, Lord, that uh, there might be some things happening that uh, he doesn't like approve of, or, or he doesn't like the way the things are going, Lord. Uh, but Lord, uh, everything belongs to you, Lord Jesus, even the show, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I'm I'm praying for for Dave, Lord Jesus. I'm praying that you would you would help him out, Lord Jesus. He's a great guy, great guy, and a big heart, Lord Jesus. And uh, I'm really Amen. concerned about him, Lord. And and Lord, I pray that you help him out. And Lord, uh, we know that you've got everything under your control. And we pray this prayer in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let your prayer be done. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Very, very much for the phone call. We appreciate that. I just want the world to know something. If you ever think I come down on Dave LaGreca too hard or I bust his chops too much, just realize that I had a minister pray on the air for Dave. I don't think I could have done anything nicer for him. Asking a man of God to pray directly to the man upstairs for Dave LaGreca. Ed, 
I'm telling you, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't think what you said was that bad. But today, you ticked him off. I wish you would have kept that minister on the line because I could probably use my last rights at this point in time. <laughs> Pray for oh Dave and give God. me my last rights because, yeah. Yep. Let's, uh, let's see what's going on out there with the nation. Uh, Brian in Florida, uh, did you hear what happened with LaGreca? Brian, you there? No, we How lost about Brian. Ellis? Ellis in North Carolina. Ellis, what's going on? Did you hear what happened with Dave LaGreca? He's not here no more. I, I did, yes. Hey, bully. Uh, this yes, Ellis. You big guy. Mm-hmm. You hear that? I heard it. Keep on trucking, Ellis. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, Ed, you are the man for you to make Dave, go off the air and disconnect. Clapping my hands and my hat is off to you. That is awesome. So, All right, Ellis, you. we'll uh, stay, <laughs> stay safe out there. Uh, keep those wheels spinning and the beavers grinning, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Um, have you heard from him at all, Ed? Has he texted you? Has he apologized? Has he anything? Nope. I've heard nothing from him. I'm really hoping that he's at least texted Gabby. Um, he can't. He can't just split. He can't just split without coming back. No. I even Walk sound a little program, off yeah. right now because I'm not quite sure how to go with this because I'm still in shock. I was not expecting this. I didn't realize that he would actually abandon his own program with a half hour left in it to just leave us. Oh, you're not shocked. Here's the thing, guys. Dave wants to, you know, oh, all women are this way, whatever. Who's the most traumatic person right now and the most emotional person on this show? Mr. Dave LaGreca. So that's what's called karma. And that's what happens when you want to say these things about an entire gender of females who acted the most emotional today. Am I, so can I ask you, I, Gabby, now when I eventually sure. get pulled into a meeting at some point, will you have my yes, back? Um, Thank you. Will I have your back? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean. Yeah, she'll have it. Know. She'll shove a knife in it. Yeah, I might listen. Every man for himself in the radio business. It's it's what you got. There's no friends. I was expecting the betrayal at some point. I didn't think it would happen so soon. But okay. I don't I know where it. you thought the loyalty even started yet, because that hasn't wow. started. Wow. I cannot believe what I am reading on social media right now. I can't get to Is the he on Twitter? Did this. he Is there no, some sign of no, life from LaGreca? The, the, the nation right now about Dave just abandoning his own show is amazing. Holy crap. They're saying so much. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 